Hello and welcome back to the Sit on the Bed podcast. My name is Simple Klein, and this is going to be the first one I record uh, with wireless headphones, so we're going to see how this sounds. Um, so I apologize for any background noise or audio issues that come up with it. Um, just figured I wanted to try something new. Um, this past week, you know, I officially am done work for the school year. Um, I had orientation for the summer camp in which I'm working for the summer. Um, I got to meet up with uh, a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a little while. Um, there were a lot of, like, big moments I had um, between going to the grad... So, Monday, I went to the graduation for the elementary school in which I work. Tuesday, I went to my brother's high school graduation in South Jersey. Um, my my sister and brother-in-law drove in from Passaic. My brother and sister-in-law drove in from Cleveland, which was a big, um, like... A very nice thing they did. Um, it was just a lot of endings and beginnings in one. Cause I, Wednesday at orientation for summer camp, um, and Thursday is when I went out with my friend, and he had to go back early for his brother's graduation. Um, and I had to turn in my last subbing form for the elementary school um, on Thursday because that was the last day of school. Even though I wasn't working that day, so it's like going to give him my hours because I forgot to bring them with me on Wednesday. Um, it was just a lot of interesting times. So first was Monday, where um, I had the graduation for the elementary school, and it was it was oddly bittersweet. Like I had only subbed for the eighth grade class three times max, maybe I think. I think I proctored a test for them one point twice. Twice maybe I think I I sub no I sub twice and I proctored a test once I don't know I really didn't have a whole lot of interaction with most of them um, there were also like the old kids in the school so that were so cool like like coming up to me and being all all you know not like bratty or it's a term like in Jewish culture to say sticky which means like oh like they're trying to show off and like messing around whatever um, and you know there's one of them it's going to be my student next year, which I'm excited about, and, you know, some of them I had known, um, and one of whom I had been driving carpool for uh, since January at least twice a week, and then recently it became more often because of my work schedule, and then, you know, I also drove his sister sometimes when the mother asked me to, like, I really became, like, the family's driver, so to speak, um, and, I went, I was going to go to graduation anyway, you know, as a faculty member, you know, say, you know, celebrate the kids you like and say goodbye forever to the kids, to the kids you don't. Um, but then especially because for the kid who, who I drive to school, uh, okay, from school, his father couldn't be there because his father is in med school in Syracuse. Um, and he just couldn't get off from his residency program. Um, so his father was on FaceTime, but I was also there as like an adult male figure. I said adult instead of adult. I don't know, whatever. Um, so I was there for that too. Um, but it was just nice, like, to be able to be there, you know, show that you care, not just about that kid, but about, you know, just like the students in general. Like, even the kids I don't like, like, still pretend, you know. Um, I got to meet some of the parents of the kids I've been tutoring, at least face-to-face, because some of them I'd only, um, texted before, so it was nice to be able to meet them face-to-face. Um, and that was, I don't know, I felt like it should have been more bittersweet than it actually was, but, like, it wasn't a whole lot of feeling, like, I'm still coming back, they are not, and, like, they weren't my students, per se, 
Um, and then Tuesday was my brother's graduation, which was nice. I got to see, uh, celebrate him and uh, his friends who he'd had over for, you know, the weekend before, some of whom multiple times over the years. Um, so that was cute. Um, and then Wednesday was orientation for the summer camp. Now, this will be this is my sixth year in the camp, so I don't know if you want to classify me as a senior member, but you know I know how it goes. I know the orientation works, whatever. Um, and just sitting there, there were a lot of like little kids, so to speak. I don't know. There's a lot of young kids, and I know that there are other counselors who are my age, but most of them weren't at orientation because they were they're either still in Israel or wherever. Like they just couldn't be at orientation yet, and they're gonna be there for camp. It was just it felt very much like why am I still here, like. Clearly, I'm one of the oldest counselors in the room. Like, is it weird that I haven't stopped coming yet? Um, and I I had a feeling that this might be my last year because I'd gone up a grade every year. And as of this year, the camp is capping at coming out of seventh grade. Um, it used to be they were capped at coming out of eighth grade. But I think over the years, you know, they realized that the eighth grade uh, clientele was getting smaller and smaller. Um, and they were kind of brats about it. like they were the old they they thought that was stupid and they didn't want to partake whatever color wars dumb why are we doing this um like there were some years you had a good eighth grade group but there were a lot of years you didn't um and in addition to that if they're too old to be campers that means they can be g- junior counselors in the junior division so the head of the junior division has a wider hiring pool um so that's just an added bonus um but so this year I'd be doing campers that are coming out of sixth grade. Um, I mean, they lump sixth and seventh grade together. Um, but at least in my head, it's my sixth year and I'm doing sixth grade. So it works. And then I was like, I kind of want to come back next year. So, you know, I could say that I've done every grade. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know what I'm getting out of it anymore. Most of the kids who I had year after year aren't there anymore. Um, even kids who I hadn't had year after year, they're either aging out or or they're starting to go to sleep away younger and younger these days, like coming out of fifth, coming out of fourth. There's something even going coming out of third. Like I never went to sleep away, but like the kids who are still going to day camp are like not actually kids who you want to be in your bunk. Um, so that was like an existential uh question I was having like why am I still here like do I want to come back next year maybe I want to go to London maybe I want to travel maybe I just want to do whatever I want without fear of running into campers or bosses or students or parents like just maybe go to London you know somewhere actually speak the language for a month or six weeks or two months even like as a teacher I have summers off and it's nice to be able to make some money for that for during that time but like why not take advantage of it while I still can you know, be young, be, be allowed to be stupid, be free while you still are. And then there was a slight issue. Um, when I signed my contract back in January, um, it was under the condition that I would be having a sixth and seventh grade bunk. Um, when I got to orientation, I saw a list of counselors and it said my name next to the fourth and fifth grade bunks. Now, so I went to the director of the camp and I said why does it say my name by the fourth and fifth and he goes oh we need you to do fourth and fifth like we really don't have enough counselors for fourth and fifth and for sixth and seventh we can only have four bunks because we have so few campers for that age range so I'm like that's not the contract I signed 
I didn't want to be a brat about it. I'm like, that's not what I want to do. That's not what I agreed to do. And it's not what you agreed to have me do. And he's like, okay, let me see what I can do. So two of the six and seven speed counselors were married guys. And they tried to give the married guys older kids for some reason. Like, it's not a steadfast rule. They've had married guys do the fourth and fifth grade bunks. Or, but, so I'm not really sure why. I guess they prefer to do the married guys for sixth and seventh. And there was one guy who has seniority over me. And he's done sixth and seventh grade for years. Um, I think he's been there as many years as I have, but he's always on sixth and seventh and I didn't want to take that away from him. And then the fourth one was a really good friend of mine. Um, he wasn't even sure he wanted to come to camp. He ended up agreeing to come for one half, partially by my urging. Um, and he wanted sixth and seventh. So he's like, oh, I can switch you for him. And I look at him for a second. He goes, is that like a problem? I was like, you're asking me to throw my friend under the bus. And he goes, he never signed a contract. He's not even by orientation. He doesn't have to know. Like, it's fine. I'm just going to switch you and him. Everyone's happy. Fine. And now I'm stuck feeling like the biggest jerk in the world because now I'm causing him to not get the age range he wanted, which was part of, which was like, why is it okay for him when it was when it was so unokay for me? Like, he's not going to be happy either. Um, and part of like he wasn't even sure he wanted to come to camp in the first place so i messaged i actually messaged the counselor who had seniority over me because we're actually like friends um and i was like look like this is what happened at orientation tonight like i feel like such a dick about it whatever and he goes look like, i hear where you're coming from but like in actuality it's not totally your fault like it's the director overbooked or made a mistake or whatever he's fixing it this way you can't affect the way he chooses to fix his mistake like, you can't change that. It's really his fault, and he's fixing it. It's, yes, your friend has to suffer for it, but it's not really your fault. I'm like, yeah, but he wouldn't have done anything if I hadn't said anything. He goes, you're right. But at the end of the day, someone was going to be unhappy. It happens that it might have been you, and now it's your friend. But it's not your fault that someone's unhappy. It might be partially you're doing that. It's him who's unhappy, but it's not your fault that there's unhappiness at all. And I was like, yeah, but doesn't that make me, like, the biggest jerk in the world that I chose my own happiness over my friends he goes i don't think so i don't see it that way like selflessness is great and all but there's between selfless and self-sacrificial and like really he's only going to be there for the first half anyway like you're going to be there both halves like is it better that you're unhappy for the whole summer for two months and he's only unhappy for one month and he'll be fine anyway like it's really not the biggest deal and i said okay like there's nothing i can do about it camp starts wednesday um, I mean, we have to do, I'm going to be a bus counselor as well. So, uh, we're doing our dry runs for the routes on Monday. Um, but it really, I don't know. It really like felt like I was betraying him in a way, um, which was not something I wanted. Um, but you know, I don't really know if it's, like, I don't know if I'm, uh, if I'm like, not generalizing, what's the word, if I'm validating myself, this, like, like, oh, no, you're fine, like, uh, rationalizing, I'm not sure if I'm rationalizing it to myself, like, oh, no, you're fine, anyway, or if the other way, if I'm just being too hard on myself for it, I'm not sure where to draw the line between rationalization and denial, like, where, where on the spectrum am I falling? So that was difficult. Another thing that was wild was when I went out with my friend on Thursday. Um, 
he has been in a relationship for I think about a year. Um, and like I recently previously said, uh, in the Jewish culture, it's pretty normal to get married kind of young. Um, for guys usually around twenty five, he's turned he's twenty. Um, and so when there was a kid in our graduating class who got engaged, I was like, oh, isn't that crazy? They got engaged. And he goes, not really. Like, I think I'll probably be engaged within the year. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, like, why not? So we were talking about it. You know, we were talking about the financial aspect and, you know, when, what does marriage mean? And when is, how ready is ready enough? And the pros and cons of waiting. And I was saying how, like, in my head, I see myself not even looking to get married until I graduate, um, by which time I'll be 22. Um, but, you know, then I seriously start looking for someone. You know, if someone were to fall into my lap, I wouldn't turn them away. But to, like, tell people that you're looking for a relationship, not till I graduate. It doesn't make sense. You know, I'll be busy, plus school, plus work, and then to add a relationship on top of that. Um, like, to be able to focus my energy on something... Plus, once I graduate, I'll be able to get a better job, uh, you know, be more financially stable, um, you know, maybe move out, uh, maybe move out and, um, you know, be able to start saving money for a wedding and a marriage, um, you know, be able to uh, have my own place, uh, provide for our life together, like not to be the sole provider and have a spouse waiting for me at home. No, obviously not. But be able to contribute to a life together, to be able to afford a house and kids and this and that and the other. Um, I mean, personally, I'm kind of torn between the stereotypical suburban lifestyle and living in the city. You know, like I want my kids to be able to have a backyard and a treehouse and and walk around with their friends and whatever. But but also, I want them to be cultured. Like I like the culture of the city, and uh, I want my kids to know how to use the subway. And I don't know. Like, I'm not really sure, but that's way beyond, like, I have to find a person to marry first, and then have kids, and then we can decide where and how we want to raise them, um, and he's saying that even though he's only 20, like, he's found a happy relationship, and he loves her, and he doesn't want to wait, like, if you found the right person, why wait? Waiting's only going to complicate things, like, if you're waiting to be financially stable, you could be waiting to your 30, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but in the Jewish culture, and especially for him, that's an eternity. I mean, that's 10 years from now. So you're almost asking for something to come along and wreck your relationship. And I said, well, if somebody's going to come along and wreck your relationship, it's better that it happens before you're married, not after. And he goes, yes, but if the thing that's going to wreck your relationship is not being married, then being married would solve that. I said, you know, maybe. You know, we each agree that we have valid points, so there may not be an, an exact answer. Um, and, you know, he also has three older brothers, and they all got married pretty young. Um, he has an older sister who isn't married, and she's, like, the oldest one in the family. Um, but his three older brothers all got married relatively young. Um, and he's, like, that's the blueprint for which that I have to follow. I'm like, yeah, but just they didn't mean you have to. I'm like, he goes, yeah, but it worked for them, so why wouldn't I try to do that, too? Um, and it's true, I've actually met all three of his brothers' wives, um, but... And they're in happy relationships. But this all really started, like, it was just kind of a circle for him where he is a happy relationship. So he wants to get married. In order to be married, he wants to have a good income. So for the summer, he was, 
he had he had a potential job as a a manager of a warehouse or something, but he's not sure if he wants to do that because he doesn't want to get stuck in a job that he isn't passionate about. He just wants a job for right now to make money, um, which the managerial job would do for him. But he doesn't want to. He's not sure if he wants to take the managerial job because he wants to do something he's passionate about. But he's not sure what he's passionate about. So maybe he wants to go to college. But to go to college, he would have to be able to afford it, for which he would need a job. Um, and he goes, yeah, but they're not looking for someone to come for a year and then quit and start and do college. And so college plus a job plus a marriage would be too much. Um, and then how does he afford college? He needs a job. But if the money's money is going towards college, how is he going to afford a wedding? But to get a wedding, you need money. It was just like a circle upon a circle. And it didn't really seem like a light. I don't want to say a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but it just seemed like he was trying to plan too many things at once. And some of them were conflicting. Um, and I was trying to give him, not necessarily answers, but my own perspective on where I see myself going. Um, you know, financially, I'm pretty okay right now. That's also because I don't really have any expenses. Like, besides for my car, I, I live at home. I don't pay rent or electricity or gas or water or a mortgage or whatever. I really only pay for my car. Um, you know, I started I started saving up some money, which is slow going, though steadily. Um, like, I've... Like, let's say a wedding would cost, let's say, 20 grand. Let's say a wedding, 20 grand, plus first and last and security on an apartment, plus all the bills that come with an apartment. You know, grocery shopping for the first time in an apartment is expensive, plus all of the um, uh, appliances, which, yeah, you have a wedding registry, but still, all stuff you're missing. Like, just stocking cabinets for the first time it's expensive now obviously i'm only looking at my own bank account not my future spouses but like there's no way i could get married in anything other than a dunkin donuts tomorrow um but also like you know find someone first but also i'm not necessarily looking for someone so like but after that conversation i was like i could see myself married within a year like, not that I have someone in mind, but, like, emotionally, I feel like I'm ready to be married. Which is, like, a weird realization to come to. And I, I was already picturing myself engaged and going to work and be like, oh, like, I got engaged last night. Which, by the way, like, as a man, like, I don't necessarily care about specific gender stereotypes. Um, I'm not going to wear, like... like I still see myself engaging and and my spouse wearing a a diamond ring and a wedding band and then I would wear a wedding band. But I think I would start wearing the wedding band when we got engaged, not just not like a week to the wedding. I don't know, like I want something to show that like I'm engaged. Like, I'm, like my spouse would get the diamond ring and then get the wedding band on the night of the wedding. But like I want something to show I'm engaged too. Like I don't know. I think I'm gonna wear a wedding band when I get engaged, not wait till I get married. Um but that's just something I was thinking about. Anyway, but I was like, if my friend sets me up with someone, 
like let's say his girlfriend has friends and then like we hit it off and we're going strong and like I don't know I could see myself engaged within a year like that's crazy to think about I'm not even 20 yet like my plan was always you know meet someone at 23 married at 24 not 23 but like get married at 24 have a kid at 25 grandfather at 50 like every 25 years next generation whatever but like I don't know like it's possible like what if I get married before then like that wouldn't be the worst thing I mean my sister got married at 23 my oldest brother got married at uh I was 19 so he was 27 and then the brother above me is 23 now and he's looking to get engaged which Okay, so in the Jewish world, there's like a whole matchmaking society, quote unquote. So he's partaking in it. I'm super not into that whole professional matchmaker, Rolodex or binder full of people. I'm so not into that kind of thing. But anyway, so he's in that community. Um, so I don't know. It's it's interesting how you can have, you can be ready for something. And not know that you're ready. Like, once the option is presented, you're like, oh, I can handle that. Like, oh, I'm okay with that. Or, at the same time, like, think you're ready for something and be so dead wrong. Like, I've never really had a serious relationship. You know, in the Jewish world, it's... Our dating timeline is very, very weird. Um, But, I don't know, I think... I think I can say that I'm ready to be married, even if I'm not looking to date right this second. Um, I think that's something that I'm okay with saying. And I think it's something that isn't poisonous to say. Yeah. I am emotionally ready to be married. That's okay. Okay. Uh, I'll see you next week. Follow me on Instagram at Simcha underscore Klein, S-A-M-C-H-A underscore K-L-A-N, and on Twitter at Samander underscore K, S-A-M-M-A-N-D-R underscore K. I'll see you next week.